heaviness started affecting my walk with God. And here I am in my church, and I'm loving the Lord, and I'm serving the Lord, but I'm still so sleepy, and I'm struggling so hard to worship the Lord and to get in His Word, and I'd open my Bible, and I'd fall asleep. Constant. It was constant. And I knew I needed help. I've been in the deliverance ministry before. I've been through deliverance before, but never have I seen anything like what's going on now. So I decided to be very transparent, and I, uh, I asked to be ministered to. And it was wonderful. Um, I felt safe. I was very transparent, but I felt very, very safe with, with these ladies. I was calm, and when I left, I was free. Totally free. There was something in my life that had happened to me that I knew about. I knew about it, but I did not realize it was affecting my life because there, that left a door for Satan to harass me. I was told that Christians can't be, have de be demonized. Well, let me tell you, you can. Because I was. Was is the word. I'm not anymore. I'm free. Um, I'm not sleepy anymore. Uh, just I don't really know if I'm having any seizures because I'm asleep. So anyway... I, if anybody is bound or, you know, you've raised your children all your life and you feel bound, talk to some of these ladies. They'll help you. Oh, Jesus. He's so good. He's so good. Isn't this the best month to be talking about who is Christ? The eyes of the world have to turn to Jesus because he's... He's the one that we're celebrating, and he's more than just a reason for the season. Oh, he's so much more. And I want to just spend a moment this morning taking a look at his identity and our identity and how we're wrapped up in one another and how we're supposed to be free to really enter into his presence and to experience him. Oh, I, yeah, I'm a different person. Somebody should call my husband once in a while and say, how you doing with that? <laughs> I'm a different person. It's a new day. I want to talk about the new season. God is on the move. He is on the move. Right now, I just want to pray before we, we start. I mean, we've been going. We've been going. Jesus, thank you for coming. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Lion of Judah. You're here. You're moving. He's moving through this sanctuary because this is his house. We've invited him to come, and he has come. This is his house, and this is breakthrough ground. This is breakthrough ground. This entire campus has been staked for the Lord Jesus. It's been staked. It's holy ground. It's breakthrough ground. And today's the day. Today's the day. Every day is a day to experience Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Do you know that as much as we seek him, and we've had these testimonies come this morning purposely. These are people that have been seeking the Lord, walking with the Lord, trying to press in with the Lord. And then he's just as much invested in us as we are in him. And I hope that's what you walk away with today. I want to I start in Hebrews. 
There are so many great scriptures on Jesus. I love that Wayne brought up the book of John. You know, and I was starting, I was like, who is Jesus, Lord? What do I say who you are? Like every verse is like, this is Jesus. This is Jesus. And then I turned to Hebrew. Chapter 1. I have it. Okay. Chapter 1. I want to just, I'm going to read some verses and then I'm going to kind of skim some verses and hold on. Here we go. Throughout our history, God has spoken to our ancestors by his prophets in many different ways. The revelation he gave them was only a fragment at a time. Can you imagine waiting 400 years or so between fragments that you're responsible to build with? That's how it was, but not now. No, not now. But to us living in these last days, God now speaks to us openly in the language of a son. And we're here to exalt Jesus. He, the Lord speaks through the son. His life is God speaking. He is the appointed heir of everything. For through him, God created the panorama of all things and all time. The sun is the dazzling radiance of God's splendor, the exact expression of God's true nature, his mirror image. And I think of us, we were made in the image of the Lord. So there's Jesus, the mirror image of the splendor of the Godhead. And then there's us. The image of God. Hold on to that. He's, where did I leave off? Okay, the son, oh, I said that. He holds the universe together and expands it by the mighty power of his spoken word. He accomplished for us the complete cleansing of sins, then took his seat on the highest throne at the right hand of the majestic one. And what were his last words? It is finished. It is finished. Power is available for freedom. Verse 4, and I'm not going to read the whole chapter, though I wish I could. He is infinitely greater than angels, for he inherited a rank and a name far greater than theirs. That means his name is above every fallen angel, too. His name is above shame. His name is above... Uh, uh, sleep apnea. His name is above seizures. His name is above cancer. His name is above fear. His name is above every bondage that the Satan has released on this earth. His name is above that. No other has God said, you are my favored son. Today I have fathered you. There is no other that he has said that to. In verse 8 he says, but about his son, he called him God, saying, Your throne, O God, endures forever and ever, and you will rule your kingdom with justice and righteousness. And in verse 12, the last part, he says, But you are I am. This is Jesus. You never change years without end. He's not just a historical figure. He is so much more. He's the beloved Oh, Jesus, Jesus. Hebrews 2, 1. This is why it is so crucial 
that we be all the more engaged and attentive to the truths that we have heard so that we do not drift off course. So we have this whole chapter on the deity of Christ. Who is Christ? The exalted one is who he is. He is the great I am. And then it follows up saying, and this is why we need to be engaged and attentive so that we do not drift off course. Because is this not the day that Satan is attacking your faith? I asked to speak today on who is Christ. The whole theme was brought because there is the whisperings in the ranks in this house. There, are, there is an antichrist lie among us. That Jesus isn't really the exalted one. I'm not saying who or what, who said it, but it's been whispered, it's been spoken, and it's spoken by the enemy, because you have an enemy. And it's an antichrist lie, and it comes to deceive and to pull us off course. And this is the time to be more attentive, more attentive. We're in a new season. We're in his new season, and I don't want to get ahead of myself, but that's where we're going. We're releasing right now a new season. You were here, hopefully, when Michael Brewer came, and he declared a new season. This is an apostolic hub. This is a church. This is a house of the apostolic and there are things that are supposed to be happening. We have a mandate in this house. And we will not be derailed. We will accomplish this mandate. It is a new season. We have got to be attentive to the new season. John. Look, I'm old school. I'm using my Bible. John 6. Very end. It has a really long chapter too. 6 verse 66 Jesus had just shared all that complicated stuff about him being flesh and blood and they were going to eat his flesh and drink his blood don't you know he just did that he just did he just made it as obscure and gross as possible to stir up something yeah, I'm flesh and you're going to eat my flesh you know and they're like oh that's wrong and and so I can't find it. I can't read my own Bible. The print's too small. Okay, there we go. And so from that time on, many of the disciples turned their backs on Jesus and refused to be associated with him. Jesus was here in the flesh, and he said some difficult things, and they, they didn't want to be associated with him anymore. I like to think I wouldn't be that person. I mean, that's, who knows? I could be that person. He said some really gross things. So Jesus said to his 12, and you, do you also want to leave? He put them on the spot. What about you? Is it getting too difficult for you? Is Jesus saying something that you don't expect him to say? Is he not doing something you expected him to do? we got to lean in. we got to lean in. There is breakthrough. There is breakthrough. Breakthrough is being released. This is breakthrough ground. This is breakthrough ground. This place is going to fill up. 
because this is breakthrough ground. We have a new season right now. It is upon us. And I know we're going into winter when nothing grows, but I tell you there is, there is fire in the house for growth. This is like a greenhouse for growth. Okay. Sorry, I'm not really used to getting up here and doing all this. Father, I just thank you. I thank you. I think we need to be attentive to what voice is happening in our heads, in our midst. I have a very similar testimony to these ladies that have shared. Sought the Lord for 41 years. I have always wanted to walk with the Lord. Even before I was saved, I wanted to honor the Lord. I wanted to follow Him. I wanted to give my heart to Him. I knew nothing about Jesus, though. Nothing until age 13. And then I was like, wow, salvation, set free from sin. I want to follow Jesus. And the more I pressed in, two worlds began to happen in my life. A world where I would minister. Yes, Jesus, I'm going to start a school, Christian school. I'm going to go in there. We're going to release the power of the Holy Spirit. Whoa. And it happened just like that. <laughs> Woo! Except... There was another world. Another world was happening on my life. There were open doorways that I wasn't aware of. And I know Jesus tried to tell me. I can look back now and go, oh, yeah, that's when he told me. Oh, looky there. That's another spot when he tried to tell me. But I missed it. I missed it. And, uh, but I wanted to seek the Lord. I wanted to minister for the Lord. And I had these, these open doors that led in this, this uh, generational spirit of fear and control. And the control was on me. It locked up my voice. It locked up my emotions. And I had to try to press through that. I had to try to press through that because I wanted to love people. I wanted to love people. And I was so scared of people. So scared. The fear. The fear. Oh, it's just, I just, I went to a, after I got free, I stepped into um, one of those Saturday mornings uh, healing rooms, and uh, I stepped in, I was like, oh, I want to, I want to prophesy, I want a word of prophecy, God, I know God's changing the direction of my life, and I want to really hear, and I walked in there, and whoosh, all the memory of the fear I would walk in all the time landed on me. And I stood at the top of the stairs, and I was like, oh, Farley, I can't do this. I can't go down there. I just can't do this. He was like, oh, yeah. Yeah, we'll just walk down the steps. We'll just start there. I'm like, okay. Okay. And I get down the steps, and he was like, you should just go up to that table and sign up. And I saw Vanessa and her mom, and I'm like, I know Vanessa. I know. I'll go. I'll go. She's nice to me. I'll go up to her. And bam, it was all gone again. You know, it was a memory, a memory of the incredible bondage of fear and then there was a year ago before I got set free the Lord's like you know Kelly you never look up at me you never look up at me and I was like because I was looking down like this I'm like well yeah you're right there that's the best I could do I was like I can't do it Lord I can't look up I'm so I just just there's so much there's just so much and then then I got into this this session with people, and, and we just called it out. And I was amazed at how easy it was to get free. I was like, you mean I've been living in this cage for 41 plus years? And it was like, 
renounce that, repent of that, close that door, bam, get out in the name of Jesus. And it was over. And I've been free, free. And you know what it means to be free? It means I can now have an open relationship because this is what it's all about, people. This is why we're here. We're here to experience Jesus. Jesus. It's about Jesus. And you know, as much as I want to be wrapped up in him, he is desperate to get wrapped up in me. He longs for you. He loves you. You're, the reason you're here is because of him. Do you know, he was complete in himself. And then he made man and woman because he wanted his image on the earth, ruling and reigning. We were made in his image. We are God's little G on this earth. That's who you are. You're not people in bondage. You're not people in lack. You are God's image on this earth. It means so much more than we can comprehend that Adam and Eve were clothed in glory completely clothed in the glory of God. What is that like when the glory of God just covers us? It's in us because there's no more closed doors. The gates are open. Did you know you're a gatekeeper? You're a gateway. And we need to open up our gates to the king of glory. This is the day that the king of glory wants to come in. We, God has been restoring the full truth of the gospel to the church. You know, I remember the 80s and the 90s, he restored the prophet, and then he restored the apostolic. And we were like, whoa, that reminds me of shepherding. Don't know about that. But then we accepted it, and we're like, yes, the prophet. Yes, the apostle. Yes, evangelism. The fivefold. Oh, my goodness, this is so good. And then he released healing. You know, the gospel message came with healing. Atonement means you're healed. Healing is offered to you. And we've been capturing that and we've been exercising that. And now I'm saying that deliverance is being restored to the gospel. It's been there all the time. It's been there all the time, but we've not been walking in it. We've not been walking and setting our brothers and sisters free. And so that they are completely free so that intimacy is now the fruit. Intimacy is now the, the breath of life for us. I want to look at Ephesians. Actually, you know, I'm like at the end, which is good. We have a lot to do. I forgot my communion cup. All right, Ephesians 2. Hold on, I got to find it. Go eat popcorn. Do you ever say that? I have to say that all the time to find Ephesians. Go eat popcorn. Thank you, sweetie. That's my husband. I know, right? He's kind of cute. All right. Ephesians. We're in a new season. Ephesians 2, 13. Yet look at you now. Everything is new. Although you were once distant and far away from God, now you have been brought delightfully close to him. Through the sacred blood of Jesus, you have actually been united to Christ. You have been united to Christ. It's not us down here trying to do the right thing. And then, and then God, like, what, puts his stamp of approval on it, or he, maybe he shows up. 
Oh, there he went. Oh, no, he's coming. No, we are united to him. We are united to him. And I, I haven't even scratched the surface of living the life united to him. Ephesians 3, 6 says, here's the secret. The gospel of grace has made you, non-Jewish believers, into co-heirs of his promise through your union with him. And you have now become members of his body, one with the anointed one. One with the anointed one. What is... What does that look like? We are co-heirs. You know, we know Jesus inherited. We know he went up there. We, we read the scripture in Hebrew. And he sat down at the right hand of the Father. He inherited a rank and a name. But we did too. We have all, all of his inheritance is now my inheritance, your inheritance. And I really struggled to believe that before. Before. When there were blockages, spiritual blockages. And I just so desperately want every person here to be set free from any blockage there might be today. Today is the day. If there is a blockage, anything, any kind of cynicism, uh, a lack of ability to believe, you know, lack of ability to pray. I could not even dialogue with the Lord. The anxiety was so intense. It was like this, this, this door I was afraid to crack open and go, look, Lord, look, there's stuff going on. I couldn't even do it because it was so intense. He doesn't want that for us. He, that's not, that's not united with Christ. That's me under some sort of blockage and he wants to uncap that. He wants to uncap that. He wants total communion with the innermost parts of you. Which brings me to Psalm. These are verses that I've been living in. So I'm just letting you in on some of my intercession for you. Every day I am up here. We are up here interceding over this house and in this house to cultivate an attentiveness to the season and a freedom for you. Psalms 103, with my whole heart, with my whole life, with my innermost being, totally exposed and vulnerable and transparent. Ooh. I bow and wonder and love before you, the holy God. Yahweh, you are my soul's celebration. How could I ever forget the miracles of kindness you've done for me? You kissed my heart with forgiveness in spite of all I've done. You healed me inside and out from every disease. Inside and out inside and out. He wants the innermost being, beloved. He wants the innermost being. He wants you to open up, open up, be vulnerable, be transparent, open up because he just wants to kiss you. He only wants to kiss you. Later in the chapter, it's like, it's saying you're not looking for faults. I don't remember where it is now, but it was like, you're not look, he's not looking for faults. 
He wants to kiss you. He wants to be united with you. United with you. This is the day that we are in. You've rescued me from hell and saved my life. You've crowned me with love and mercy. You satisfy my every desire with good things. You've supercharged my life so that I soar again like a flying eagle in the sky. Don't you love the Passion Translation? <laughs> Woo! Yes! You've supercharged my life so that I soar again like a flying eagle in the sky. You're a God who makes things right. He is a God who makes things right. I have family that I'm believing for. He is going to come and he's going to make things right. It's a promise. It's a promise I have no doubt in my mind and heart that he will do because he's done it for me. And he's been doing it here and there for others. He is so, so good. He is so, so good. I hope you're getting a hold of something here. The worship, the worship was spot on, just honoring the lamb, even the decor. When I walked in this morning, I was like, yes, yes, we're glorifying the king. We're glorifying the king, the beloved Oh, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Today, the angels in the room, they have their swords unsheathed in salute to the king. I don't know if you felt that today, but their swords are unsheathed. They're up in a salute to the king, and they're here for your breakthrough. They're here for your breakthrough. They've been marshaled on your behalf this morning. Song of Solomon 2. Yes, Lord. Oh, the scripture is alive. Arise, my dearest. Hurry, my darling. Come away with me. I have come as you have asked. He has come as we have asked to draw you to my heart and lead you out. For now is the time, my beautiful one. The season has changed. I tell you, I don't care what inflation is doing. I don't care where the red and the blue are. This season has changed. This season has changed. This season has changed because sinews have come upon the dry bones. Sinews have come upon the dry bones. Just as Derek Chester Brown spoke about just last week, the sinews is unity. Unity. Where's unity going to come in our nation? It's going to come through you and me, through the body, through the body of Christ. We've got to be attentive to the new season. Don't just look at the news. Look into the spiritual realm. What is God doing? What is God doing? I tell you, it's a new season. The season has changed. The bondage of your barren winter has ended. Do you see that? The bondage of our barren winter has ended. It has ended, and the season of hiding is over and gone. There has been hiding in the room. There has been hiding in the hearts, and it's over. Just like when I wasn't able to look up. I couldn't look up. 
I couldn't look up. The weight was too much. The shame was too much. I mean, I just felt like I failed out of life. I didn't just retire people. I broke. I broke six years ago, and I left the ministry. Do you know what that does to identity? It's a free fall. It's a free fall of identity I went through for six and a half years. Six and a half years of darkness, of trying to shuffle through the pain in our own family, the hurts, the failure. There is, it is true, it does happen in life. There are valleys in life. But I tell you, the season of our barren winter is over. It's over for you. It's over for you. It's not just over for me. It's over for you. He's bringing new things into our midst. He's releasing new things. The season of hiding is over and gone. The rains have soaked the earth and left it bright with blossoming flowers. The season for singing and pruning the vines has arrived. I hear the cooing of doves in our land. They're turtle doves. Turtle doves coo at the time of harvest. The cooing of the turtle doves has been released. We are, we're going to see a harvest. This city has amazing prophecies over it. Did you know that we have fountains of healing in this city? They're being uncapped right now. Right now. Right now. Right now the streams, the, the, the wells are being uncapped. We have natural springs being uncapped. And so in the spirit, there is a fountain of healing that's going to spring up out of this city. This city is declared beautiful. This city is declared beautiful. Beautiful. We speak beauty over these neighborhoods that look like they're crumbling. But I tell you, they're beautiful. Beauty is coming to this city. This is God's city. Jesus stands over this region. He loves Springfield. He loves Missouri. Why? Because it's the heartland. We are the heart. God, we have a, we people, we have a calling. We are the heartland. We have things to do. We've got to release the flow and the river of God because we are the heartland and the nations are going to turn and they're going to look. They're going to look right here at this city and it's going to be a sign and a wonder to them. Springfield is a sign and a wonder. They're going to acknowledge our beauty. They're going to acknowledge the springs and the fountains of healing. It is coming. Let's be attentive. Let's get attentive to the new season. Let's prepare our hearts. I tell you, I am here every morning. If you want to join, 5.30 or so, come, come, come. We are uncapping something here. We are starting a new season here. We are releasing the mandate of this house and this city. The prophecies of this city will be fulfilled because God is on the move. He is going to move through his people his people. Have you heard about what's happening at James River? It's awesome. Healings are springing out. There's manifestations. And so deliverance is happening. Yes, 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 yes. God is doing some amazing things. So let's take communion. This is a perfect time. Is it not? To join in with what God is doing? All right.
gosh, it's been a long time since I've done, I led communion. I, oh, I got, hold on, I got to get this stupid paper thing off. There is no delicate way for this. Okay. Jesus. We're going to eat his flesh today. We're going <laughs> to... Let's eat the flesh of Jesus today. We're going to partake in the Messiah. The Messiah. He came. He came. His body was so broken for us. I, had, I was praying and I had this vision. And I was seeing the guy whipping the back of Jesus. I was seeing him. And, and blood and flesh was just flying off that whip. And it was covering that man. That man was also covered by the blood of Jesus. Because literally that whip was wicked and it tore flesh off of him and it flew everywhere. And God said, my blood covered that man who did that to me. Who did that to me. His flesh was broken for us that we could be healed inside and out inside and out. The Father and I have sat for hours just healing the inside, the inside, the trauma, the pain, the hurt, the lies. He's enough for that. He's enough. Let's just, let's just partake of this dry, crispy thing as knowing that this Jesus is enough for us. Yes, thank you, Jesus. Father, you're so, so good. You're so, so good. Will you stand with me as we take of this part? This is a solemn time. We enjoy your presence, Lord. You're so, so good. Oh, your blood, your blood is so strong so mighty I saw this morning the mercy seat came down in our midst this morning the mercy seat came down oh the mercy seat the mercy seat is sprinkled with the blood of the Messiah the blood of the Messiah is on that mercy seat. And that's where we're going to meet him right now, today. We meet you, Lord, at your mercy seat that's sprinkled with your blood. And we say yes to you, Jesus. We say yes to all that you have. Before you drink this, some of you, some of you need to make a decision. What's the next step for you to be closer to Jesus? What is it? Starts at salvation? Getting free from sin? 
And then it goes to maybe, maybe you need inner healing. Maybe you just need to plan a time to seek the Lord and you've neglected that. To carve out meaningful pursuit of Jesus. He wants your heart so bad. He, he is wrapped up in you. He, he came to reestablish mankind and his authority on the earth. That's why Jesus came, to fix it all, to bring justice and mercy, to crown us. We wear his crown. I love that Diana's crown got, got readjusted. The Lord just stepped in and straightened her crown, and now she's free to praise him. Would you talk to the Lord right now? Would you talk to him right now? Would you open your hearts to him right now? Because when we take this, this communion, we're asking Jesus to go deep. Deep calls unto deep. Deep calls unto deep. Come, Lord Jesus, come and speak to each person. Come, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Father. Let's drink that. Thank you, Father. You're so, so good. You're so, so good. There is so much available for us in Christ. Thank you, Father. Do we have a ministry team? We have time. We have time for ministry. We have time for breakthrough. Thank you, Lord. If you need prayer, because you want to get closer to Jesus, you want more intimacy with Him, oh, just more united to Him, I just release hope in the air right now. I release hope in this atmosphere. There is no name above the name of Jesus. I release hope and faith right now.